Jimmy Butler, he's a very interesting player to me. This goes to show the, off- the offense for the Dallas Stars could not keep up. And when the defense needed to step up, the Lightning's offense just overpowered them. It, it makes it almost impossible for their, uh, for their bats to get going or have any confidence in the locker room when you're getting absolutely hosed on the uh, defensive end. He's like, oh shoot, I don't know where to go with the ball because I haven't been able to think. It's their defense, man. Megan Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt. You saw Luka. I'm very intrigued to see how Luka bounces back after his first playoff series. For next season, there are massive free agents like Giannis. And if Giannis goes to a team like the Heat, like I said before, um, I expect them to win the championship. Four teams who could win the AFC in my mind, legitimately. Steelers, Chiefs, Titans, Ravens. Stay undefeated when they face the Mighty Mighty Cowboys with Garrett Gilbert and Tony Pollard. It was a great series. Game four was one of the best games I've ever watched in my entire life. So happy when the Astros lost because it would definitely be a 2020 thing to have the Astros win a World Series and then you have to hear them. Now LeBron's a four-time champion and Anthony Davis gets his first. That's just, it's unacceptable. Yeah, I was impressed by their game. Braden Point, Andre Pilat, uh, Nikita Kucherov, that was the best line in the playoffs, no doubt. Um, I think you have two established number one wide receivers in Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, and I think you have an emerging star in C.D. Lamb. Hey everyone, I'm Jared Sandler, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the 26th episode of Outsiders Opinions. Make sure to check out our first video for our new series where we interview Jared Sandler. Jared Sandler is a play-by-play broadcaster for the Texas Rangers and also a host for 105.3 The Fan. Our latest episode was our predictions for the all-NHL team, so what teams made it and what teams would just miss it. Today, we will be doing our final power rankings for the NFL this season. I'll let you start us off, Austin, at number 32. Yeah, so at number 32, it's the team with the number one overall pick who will most likely take Trevor Lawrence. We have the Jaguars. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, the Jaguars, there's not much to say. They'll, they'll definitely get what they wanted a few years ago. They have Trevor Lawrence, which I think is a good step. But I think the key is getting a good head coach now. I think we can move on to 31 where we have the Jets. And I think it was the right thing moving on from Adam Gase. But they're in a tricky spot. What do you think? Yeah, they almost – they were the worst team all season and then somehow they got they didn't get the the uh the first pick and I feel like that sets them back two steps as now they won't get that uh that superstar QB that they've been needing for a long time and I feel like Sam Darnold isn't in the right place. I do like his prospects in other places but Adam Gase I think stunted his gro- growth. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I was a person that loved Adam Gase. And I think his reputation was mostly carried by Peyton Manning saying he was great, in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, he also made the playoffs with the Dolphins once. And I, I feel like he's a better coach than he showed with the Jets. But the Jets team was not formed to Adam Gase's coaching style. Um, the Dolphins of before had a much better defense. The Jets defense isn't all that great. Uh, it's pretty bad, and the offense is even worse. The personnel was bad. I don't feel like any real coach could have succeeded with this situation, but Adam Gase def- definitely did not help. So uh, I guess we can move on to number 30, where we have the the Texans. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, they're a team where it'd be good. Like they could get a number three. They would have a number three overall pick, but they traded that. When they had Bill O'Brien, who has made probably the second worst trade, I would say, in NFL history. The second, first one would be the Dallas Cowboys trade with the Vikings. What do you think? Um, well, I don't know if that's the worst trade of all time. Uh, that, that Saints trade was pretty bad, too. But like you said, it really does set the Texans back. At least the Jets have a second overall pick and, we'll get a, and should get a great player out. But the, the Texans, without having their first-round pick, it now sets them back to where they have to really evaluate their picks and make sure that they make the most of them because they're going to have less picks and they're going to have less prospects to look at. 
your thoughts? Yeah, I would agree. And I'm interested to see what head coach gets it. And they're also looking for a GM. That's very interesting. You got to hit on those. If you want to save Deshaun Watson and if you want to keep JJ Watt, if you want to make them both happy and use their prime of the careers, because you have Watson on a four year deal and then JJ Watts near the end of his career, in my opinion. So you got to make the most of it. So you got to do a quick job. But I think we can move on to 29, a team that it's also interesting is the Falcons. They have good players. You got Matt Ryan, you got Julio Jones, you have Calvin Ridley. It's just their division to me looks very stacked, at least for next year. And then I think in that following year, the Panthers will be very good. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Panthers, it all depends on Christian McCaffrey's healthiness. If he's healthy, they're a playoff team, in my opinion, especially with how Teddy Bridgewater performed during the middle of the season. Um, and their defense, I think, is getting better, especially with Jeremy Chin. But it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, the Falcons move forward. Um, as they have older, good players, Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, not great anymore. But he's good. He's above average. He wouldn't be a bad player on his team. But his contract is not helping them out much. Um, they're in a cap-tight space. And uh, if Julio, Julio Jones cannot – remain healthy because he's a main target. And even though they have Calvin Ridley, uh, Ridley, he can't carry the whole offense. So the Falcons are going to have to use what they have during this draft to help rebound. But, I mean, they don't, their time is running out with the stars that they have now. And their defense is so bad that I don't know if they could even help them to a 500 season. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think they're on the border of rebuilding. And I'm wondering if you should just go all in. I think maybe trade Julio, but keep Calvin Ridley and just see maybe you can get another defensive star. And I know Julio would hurt, but I think injuries are just going to get worse for him. So see if a team who wants a number one wide receiver will take him and give you a pick. But I think we can move on 28 with the Bengals, who I was glad they kept Zach Taylor, in my opinion, because I think that's good for the stability of the quarterback. There are so many teams like, You've gotten better at it now, but the Browns, where you just fire coaches like immediately after one or maybe two seasons, and with a young quarterback in that second season, you fire the coach, so he's having to learn another offensive system. I think that's just too much to put on the plate of a new quarterback. Like I don't care if you're Peyton Manning, and and in the opposite, if you're Patrick Mahomes, who was very raw. I think if you change coaches on him during his development years, that could have hurt him. What do you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. They should not have fired Zach Taylor for that reason. Um, and I also felt like the team was performing better under him. While they did blow leads, they weren't blowing the leads like the Chargers and all that. So uh, I feel like there was some opportunity for success. Now, Zach Taylor is going to be on thin ice. I believe that he needs to prove early next season that they are better. They don't have to make the playoffs, I don't think. But a 7-9 to nine season at least where Joe Burrow is showing – increased success uh, throwing the ball down the field and the O-line being able to protect them. As long as he starts to show that, they'll be fine. A 7-9 season is has to happen, though, for him to remain uh, the head coach. Your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think going into the draft, the priority um, for the Bengals should be offensive line and then defensive line. So controlling the line of scrimmage. As I think offensive line, maybe you have to trade up for Panay Sewell. But I think that's a risk willing to take because that would protect Joe Burrow or maybe get trade down and get more picks to maybe help you get a good defensive tackle because the running games are going to get better. you got the Browns in that division. you got the Ravens and then Pittsburgh. I think they're going to upgrade at running back, but I'm not sure where their run game may get better. But I think we can move on to 27. We, are, we have the Broncos. I was shocked by John Elway. He's moving up, but he's vacating that GM job. And I think he was a very good GM for the Broncos from turning that 2012 offensive powerhouse for the Broncos with Peyton Manning and all those wide receivers to a defensive powerhouse and which led them to the Super Bowl in 2015. And I know he does quickly move on from quarterbacks, but I'm interested what the GM does with the team he has and with Vic Fangio. Yeah, well, well, he moved, like you said, he moved up. So he still has the last say on football decisions. But 
like you said, he, I think he did an outstanding job because many people don't think he did as good a job because he's not that great at drafting quarterbacks. And I feel like the reason is because he was a good quarterback that he 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 expects a level that is not really seen. Like he sees his player and expects him to be like he was, I guess, or something like that. But he's good at drafting any other player besides a quarterback. Like you said, they went from in 2013 where they went to the Super Bowl and were one of the greatest offenses of all time to two years later on Peyton Manning's last legs, becoming one of the greatest defenses of all time. In that three-year span, they changed completely what their mindset was. And I feel like that's, that, that's a really impressive thing. But now with Drew Locke at the helm and not Peyton Manning, uh, it's going to be a different tale. And this is going to be the last chance for Drew Locke next year. And while I hope for his success, I mean, it's, we're going to have to see. Because they have a great wide receiving core and they have no offense. So, I mean, they have the pieces around him. Your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said about Drew Locke. Uh, I think given because he did lose Cortland Sutton, but I think next year is like make or break for Drew Locke. And then on defensive side, you'll get Von Miller back and then Bradley Chubb. And maybe they select a corner because they're in the top 10. I'm very interested to see what they do if they go defense or they trade up for a quarterback. But I don't think the GM will do that. I just hope they stay with Drew Locke. But I think we can go with at number 26, we have the Lions. And the Lions, I think are definitely, like we've mentioned trading Carson Wentz, and we mentioned Matthew Stafford. I think that's the most realistic option for a team with Matthew Stafford because he does have a big contract, but he lives up to it, in my opinion. Carson Wentz does not live up to his contract. He's kind of a guy I see as, hey, this could really work out, so I don't see a team trading for him because of that contract and just the he has a much lower floor than I think the floor of Matthew Stafford. And I think the biggest trade partner would be the Colts. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I may disagree about the trading partner. I definitely disagree. Uh, I definitely agree about what you said about Matthew Stafford. Um, he's tough as nails. And in a meaningless game, while uh, facing injuries, he still comes out to play and plays his hardest. His heart is through the roof. And that's why I agree with the Carson Wentz statement is that I don't know if Carson Wentz is a Super Bowl caliber QB. I don't know if he is a pro bowler anymore I don't know if he can get that done because as you saw in the last game he was inactive he didn't want to play he didn't want to be there for his team Matthew Stafford would never do that I I feel bad because I wish he's one of the few players who doesn't play for my favorite team that I would really like to see win a Super Bowl and it doesn't matter what team he's on because he's he's a likable guy and while the Lions are in a tough spot I do think they should trade him for a defensive piece preferably at linebacker or at another corner uh it'll be interesting to see what they do but uh whatever Matthew Stafford goes I hope that he uh has a chance to win a ring your thoughts yeah and I think uh, a good head coaching fit would be Robert Sala the defense coordinator for the 49ers he's faced Aaron Rodgers while he did have incredible talent on that 49ers team uh defense but he was able to stop Aaron Rodgers and I think that's what you want for the Lions because I think there's still plenty of good years from Aaron Rodgers as um, he's definitely going to be there. And I think that sh should be the way the Lions move forward. They should go defense. And then I think Matthew Stafford can get him a lot of picks. But I think we can move on to 25 where we have the Patriots and the Cam Newton. It looked the Cam Newton experiment looked well. It looked pretty good. But in the end, he just. He can run the ball. It's just he can't throw it anymore. What do you think? Yeah, his shoulder injury that he had earlier in his career has really uh, proven to be a f it really hurtful. Um, he only threw eight touchdowns, and three of them were in the last game against the Jets. Um, his, like you said, it started off relatively well. They started um, – Almost 3-0. They started 2-1, and one, but they could have won that game against the Seahawks if he would have ran that ball in, which he didn't. However, uh, I think the Patriots move on. It's not definite, but I would be interested to see what they do if they give Sidham an actual chance, if they bring in a drafted QB this year. They probably will draft a QB to back him up since they are going to go that route. But... The Patriots are going to get a lot of players back from their defense that uh, opted out. So I don't feel like they're completely out of the playoff picture for next season. 
but it's going to be interesting to see what they do for the future. Yeah, you mentioned QB. I think the perfect QB in my mind or a really good fit with the Patriots would be Andy Dalton. Like he's a good quarterback and he doesn't usually turn over the ball and he's a veteran quarterback. I'm not sure if Bill Belichick wants to go with a rookie quarterback at this point. I think he likes Andy Dalton. Like Andy Dalton's not going to be great, but he's good. Yeah, uh, so the reason why I believe that Jared Siddham, though, should should get a chance is because he's been in the system now for, I think, three seasons. And while I agree 100% that I don't think they're going to draft a rookie QB with the instinct that they're gonna, he's going to come in and play, I think that Jared Siddham is now not a, uh, a rookie anymore. He's been in the system. He knows what Bill wants, and I feel like he's going to give him the best chance of being right about the pick uh, – about picking him up so I feel like they should give him a chance because he's been in the organization for so long and knows the system as we talk about continuity with QBs and their head coaches and even their offensive coordinators for that matter he's he knows what the offense is supposed to look like and I feel like he should have a chance but I also like what you said about Andy Dalton that'll also be an interesting move but I feel like you should try to build with within first before you go out and pay money for a QB that you don't know is going to fit into the system 100%. Yeah, that's a great point, and I definitely agree with you. They can definitely be in the playoffs for next year. I kind of thought of this as like an off year for Bill Belichick. Like he tried his best, but it was diff- he lost Tom Brady. That hurts, and now he's learned a lot from this season, so I definitely think they can bounce back. I think we can go to the 24 with the Eagles and, oh my gosh, that Sunday night football game. And you can think of like conspiracy series. They didn't want the Jets to win, but I think you should have kept Jalen Hurts because like he looked pretty good, and I think they could have won that game. Yeah, I think they would have had a good chance. I don't know if they would, but they definitely would have had a good chance, especially if they would have kicked that field goal on that fourth and goal. But, uh, yeah, they just didn't try. Um, I'm disappointed for that an NFL team can actually go out there. Their players and coaches can go out there and say, hey, let's intentionally lose. Um, I don't think the players were a part of it, but Doug Peterson has lost some respect in my eyes because of what he did. Um, but the Eagles are still going to have their issues even if they didn't lose that game. Um, they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they're still going to have a relatively high pick. They would have had the ninth. Now they have the sixth. But, um, yeah, it's going to be hard to see what they do. Uh, they most likely would trade Carson Wentz, but that cap hit is going to hurt. And uh, we'll have to see if Jalen Hurts can – do what he's done so far this season. He didn't play particularly well against uh, the football team. He he uh, was 7 of 20 for like 72 yards and a pick, but he did rush for two touchdowns, so maybe that's what you look into is him more of like a rushing QB like Cam Newton was this year, but it's going to be hard, and I don't know where the Eagles move from here as many of their players are leaving like Ertz and uh, Wentz will probably leave too. Your thoughts? Yeah, you definitely made a great point with the – you you lost some respect for Doug Peterson, but the players are going to lose respect. And I think, I think we've talked about off air. I think you fire a coach when he loses the locker room. And I think I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if midseason next year Doug Peterson gets fired because if he loses that Eagles locker room for his his decision in Week 17, I think that's very bad because I think he's a good head coach. And I'm his decision was very it was awful. So he. I, I'm very interested to see in the upcoming weeks and in the offseason what the players think of him because that would be huge because then you have to start all over again with a new head coach. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they move on to if they do fire him because there's not that many openings after this season. Like I don't know what what's the next coaching uh, great coach to come out because a lot of them are moving this year to a lot of – there's a lot of coach vacancies this season. So a lot of the new head coaches will be uh, instilled already. So the Eagles will be behind the eight ball in that facet too. Yeah, and I think we moved to 23. We have the Panthers, and they got a new head coach this season, Matt Rule, and I think that was great. Uh, It looks to be a great pickup, and I'm interested to see if they make a trade up because I kind of see the Panthers as a good fit for Justin Fields, who played an incredible game against Clemson. And – but I think there's still a little bit iffiness. If he goes to the wrong team like the Jets, um, he could just really not do well and lose his potential. But I think at the Panthers, he could really do well, especially if they keep their offense coordinator, Joe Brady, who's only a year out from the offense of, play, of coaching offense in the college as he was the offense coordinator for the LSU team. What do you think? 
Yeah, that, that's actually a really good take. I never really thought about that, them trading up. But it would be interesting. Um, I They would have uh, weapons at every level. They have relatively good uh, wide receivers uh, with DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel, and all them. And then they obviously have Christian McCaffrey. So I feel like that wouldn't be the hardest offense to go into. They also have an offensive head coach. I would like that move. Um, but I don't think like they should just give up on Teddy Bridgewater. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they would have trade him and the pick to trade up to maybe three or who uh, with the Dolphins or if they don't like what Tua is doing or maybe something differently. It's going to be interesting. But uh, if they were to make that move, uh, I think Matt Rule could definitely teach uh, Justin Fields as, like you said, both the offensive coordinator and Matt Rule were both teaching or both coaching in college just two years ago or a year back. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do this offseason. Yeah, I think we can move on to 22. We have the 49ers, and it was just an injury-riddled year for them, and I definitely think they're going to make a bounce back. I'm I'm intrigued to see if they trade up, because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback, but they are great. I love what their front office does with the contracts, because they can move on um, from Jimmy Garoppolo, and I've said this in previous episodes. He They would only lose $2 million. It's incredible instead of having to pay him $22 million if you were on the roster. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what great uh, front offices can do with their contract negotiations. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, if, like like I said, if they pick up like Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, somebody later on. I think they trade down because I don't think Kyle Trask or one of those two are going really, really high. Maybe they trade down to the 17s, 18s, 19s range and they take – Mac Jones, who I think is a better prospect than most people think, or maybe they take uh, Trey Lance from NDSU. Maybe they uh, feel like he's the best move. But like you said, the 49ers should be back in the playoff race next season. It was injury-riddled season. Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan's a great head coach. Uh, if they do lose Robert Sala, that's gonna that's gonna hurt definitely their defense. But I feel like they have the pieces to rebound. Yeah, and I think just one more note on the defense. Uh, Robert Sala would be a huge loss. I agree with you on there. And I think they also might need to get a, maybe like one more younger player for the secondary because I think that secondary is a little old. And looking at the wide receivers in that group, like Hopkins, Fitz for the Cardinals, and then Seahawks, who I think are having an emerging duo in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I think they might need to if they don't want to go the quarterback route, maybe go a cornerback route with their pick. But I think we can move to 21 where we have the Vikings. And in, I think I mentioned it when we did our like one of our rebuilding episodes with the trade with the Jaguars and the Vikings for uh, Yannick Nagakwe. I thought they were a playoff team, but I'm not sure. I think they just got hurt and uh, they weren't able to do this do it this season. I'm interested to see if Dalvin Cook can do it and maybe they can help their offensive line what do you think yeah um i think they have the quarterback i think Kirk cousins can get them to a playoffs and maybe potentially farther than many people expect they have a great wide receiver duo with adam thielen and justin jefferson um their defense was just injured at the beginning of the season and it, it's also an older defense so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be hard for them to uh to re-sign guys and expect for them to play for much longer. So they're probably going to have to go to free agency and draft and draft uh, defensive guys as that's really where their main holes are. And now at number 20, we got the Cowboys, who I think going into the offseason, they should keep Mike Nolan, but that's definitely a situation to look at. I think he should be given an extra year because he had COVID, so he wasn't able to implement his difficult scheme. And I think he should get one year to get the players he actually wants because I think there are definitely areas to grow, like the secondary, linebacker, safeties, basically everywhere. So let him add the players he wants. But I also think it's going to be it. Uh, Mike McCarthy's um, honeymoon period ended very br- ended very early in the season, but I think he's going to be facing a lot of criticism going into the season. And then the contract with Dak, I think you need to give Dak a contract. What do you think? Yeah, um, I wasn't too keen on giving Dak to all that big of a contract earlier in the year, but after his absence, I realized how important he was to this team. He's more than just the yards he throws. He's more than just 
the TDs he throws. He is a leader on that offense. And I feel like he is the uh, the stitch that holds it all together. He is the, uh, the all-encompassing factor of the offense. He brings everybody together. And I feel like he is necessary for their uh, success later on. But like you said, uh, they cannot do anything playoff-wise until they address their defense. Um, they had, I think, the worst defense in the NFL this year. Um, and they cannot continue that if they expect Super Bowls soon. Yeah, and uh, not only was it the worst, one of the worst defenses in this year, it was one of the worst defenses in the history. There are many the Cowboys set many defensive records for the wrong reasons. Like most points was like four hundred and seventy three. It's really bad, and I think they have to kind of adopt the Chiefs' method of defense of getting a bend on break because I think the Cowboys could get to an offense like the Chiefs, but I'm glad they kept Kellen Moore because I think Kellen Moore calls the plays and he's very good at it. And I think that's the key that makes Mike McCarthy work because that's the problem Mike McCarthy ran into with Green Bay. But I think we can move on to number 19. We got the Giants and I think the Giants fans and the organization should be happy because you were, you were literally a court, a coach doing the right thing and trying to win the game away from winning the division and that's without your best offensive player Saquon Barkley what do you think yeah the Giants I think had the brightest future offensively speaking of any team in the NFC East because even though they're going to get Dak back in Dallas I don't trust their O-line staying healthy I don't trust some of their I don't trust Zeke I don't trust that the fact that they're they may not instill Tony Pollard but when they get Saquon back into this offense, and if Evan Ingram can stop dropping passes, I feel like they'll be a much more annoying offense to guard. Your thoughts? Yeah, and I think Joe Judge right now is looking like a good coach, and I think there's definitely stuff for that Giants team to build off. And do you, the, it will be the second year for left tackle Andrew Thomas, I believe, so that should be good for Daniel Jones because I think that team to beat in the NFC East if the Giants I can definitely hear a case for it, it would probably be the Washington football team. And that's why you need Andrew Thomas to do well to help Daniel Jones. And I think just give Daniel Jones one more year and see what it thinks. See if, how well he does. And I'm very intrigued because I saw rumors, um, or well, he actually did interview. Jason Garrett interviewed with the Chargers. So I'm interested to see if they either get rid of Jason Garrett or Jason Garrett leaves to be a head coach again. But I think we can move on to 18 where we have the Raiders. And um, I think we didn't cover the Dolphins and Raiders game. The Raiders making that kneel down on third and goal, I thought was super dumb. Like, you know, go for the touchdown. Because you have Josh Jacobs, who I think is a really good running back, and a touchdown would have sealed it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's they get too cute. And you think too much, and then... Uh, I mean, you lose the game and you're eliminated from the playoffs and you have to go into the offseason knowing that you had a chance and then you're dwindling away right in front of your eyes. But uh, it's going to be uh, – I think they have a bright future if they can get the right quarterback. I don't know if Derek Carr is the quarterback. They started off the season 6-3 and three with a very high chance of making the playoffs with the easiest remaining schedule. And they get it off the season 8-8. Eight and eight. So, I mean, it's going to be – I. I don't necessarily trust the team uh, and their their players because of the way they've played these past couple seasons, consistently inconsistent. <laughs> but uh, Darren Waller is a great talent. Josh Jacobs, if he doesn't get arrested, is a great talent. And uh, I feel like they have defensive pieces like Max Crosby who and Jonathan Abrams who play really well, but it's going to be hard for me. To, they're, they're stuck in mediocrity right now. I don't know if they're a capable playoff team but I don't feel like they're bad enough to get a great pick. Your thoughts? Yeah, and I think I'm interested about the quarterback situation, um, but I definitely agree. They have some pieces on defense, and I wonder if they keep Ron Marinelli, um, but definitely a team stuck in mediocrity, and I think they can definitely push it out because when they were 6-3, and three, that was, I think, coming off of beating the Chiefs, and that's just an incredible thing. So... I th- I'm very intrigued for next season. Uh, I think we can stay in the division and go to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, who 
I was surprised by the Anthony Lynn firing because I think it's important. I've mentioned it in this episode, keeping the same head coach going from year one to year two and maybe even year two to year three. And Justin Herbert did well in Anthony Lynn's offense. Like the team didn't do well, but I think you should just have kept them one more year and see what they could do because they did lose Derwin James uh, before the season. But I think this is definitely a very appealing job to um, future head coaches. What do you think? Yeah. I understand the move, uh, but it's just like the Zach Taylor situation. I don't know if it should have been made. The only reason why I think it was an okay move to make, it's the same reason why I thought Dan Quinn should have been fired. It's because a coach who consistently chokes, you don't trust them late game. You, it, it, they're, they're very similar. The bolt, you don't have trust in the locker when your coach, you keep, you keep blowing leads. When you're being taught and you're like, we're doing everything right, and then at the end of the game, you still lose. And it's close, and you were there. And it's not like you got blown out. It's just that you should have made the playoffs and you didn't. Like the Falcons earlier this season should have been like 3-0. But instead, they went 0-3 and, and eventually fired Dan Quinn, which I thought was a, the right move. And that's the reason why I kind of agree with this move is because I feel like it's the same thing. It's just you cannot win consistently. I thought the Bengals had that problem. The only reason why I, I give – uh, Zach Taylor another chance is because I feel like he's been with the team le- less time. It's this next season will be his third season, and it's it's only his second season with Joe Burrow, and it'll be second season with Justin Herbert. But I feel like Herbert carried the offense, and they didn't even have jo- uh, Joe Burrow for the entire season because of how bad the old line was. So I mean, I feel like they're different situations, but I feel like a coach who consistently is on uh, a team that chokes a lead it's tough for you to trust your coach and eventually you get discomfort in knowing that you're losing games that you should be winning consistently. Yeah. And I think um, we can move on to number 16. We have the Cardinals and they could have won a game and made the playoffs, but Kyler Murray's injury really hurt him. But I think they should definitely work on defense because I think this offense that you're almost there without with the defense you have. And I think, um, I'm interested to see if Isaiah Simmons, because he was a great defensive player in college, to see what he can do. He also picked off Russell Wilson in that overtime winner um, against Seahawks. So I'm interested to see what they do, but I think they can definitely push for the playoffs. And the Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray experiment has worked out so far. Yeah, I I think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. Uh, I like the, the mood to pick him up. I think the main problem was that their defense was pretty injured. Um, from what I understand, Chandler Jones was injured for the entire season. So having a star player like that injured for the uh, – it really hurts your defense. He was the one who really carried them on defense. Without him, it kind of – it pokes holes throughout their uh, their entire scheme. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do moving along because they, they should have been a playoff team. They lost to teams that they should not have lost to. Like the 49ers, if they didn't lose that game, they would have made the playoffs because the Bears lost. But, I mean, Kyler's injury sealed the deal, and uh, they have to be looking to next year, which I think they'll be a good team. Yeah, and I think we can move to 15. We have the Bears, and I don't think Matt Nagy's job is safe yet. I think it depends on the performance in this playoff game. Um, and I'm it's interesting. I'll get more onto it in the next team, but... It's interesting to see how Mitch Trubisky has played through benching and now that he's been moved in. But I think the Bears need to work on that offensive line and maybe give Mitch a cheap contract because offensive line is so important to that quarterback play. And you can't really evaluate a quarterback when he doesn't have much time to think with a bad O-line. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I still think Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky, but not for this team. Mitch Trubisky is better when you need a mobile quarterback because your own line is bad. I was looking at the statistic earlier that most catchable balls, Nick Foles has thrown a very, very high percentage of catchable balls. But the problem is, is that a lot of his throws are throwaways. A lot of his throws are under pressure. And that's that I think Mitch Trubisky is better when he has less time because of his mobility. He's a, very, he's a pretty mobile quarterback. And so he's better for the system. However, Mitch Trubisky makes bad decisions at times, and I feel like we saw that against the Packers. But uh, I agree, Matt Nagy's job isn't not is not safe. 
However, they don't need to win to save his job. I feel like if it is a close game, if they lose just how they lost to the New Orleans earlier in the season in overtime by a field goal, his job is safe, in my opinion. But if they get if they go there, their offense is terrible, and they get uh, beat 24-3, to I think his job is done. Because even though that defense is good enough to hold them to 24 points, the offense couldn't do anything and you lose. And I feel like if he's an offensive coach, and if you're off, if they don't come to play offensively speaking, I would most likely make a move. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with all that you said, and I think we can move on to number 14. We have Washington, and it's just great to see um, they made it to the playoffs. No, they made it. It doesn't matter the record, but they won the game that they needed, and it's just great to see Ron Rivera and Alex Smith, their stories. It's incredible, but I really think they can either fix their offensive line and then keep Alex Smith, but I'm not sure how well they can do in the playoffs because Alex Smith just really can't be mobile right now without calf injury, and I think that really hurts them because I think with him, they have the best chance of winning and maybe causing an upset, but not with him being he can't really move out of the pocket as we saw in the Eagles game. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I hope Alex Smith can get a hundred percent healthy, but it doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Um, the only way the, they have a chance is if their, uh, their defense uh, comes to play. If Chase Young can take over the game, we've seen that Tom Brady uh, can get rushed. So just like the bears did against them. However, they would have to do that and even more because their offense isn't as uh, capable right now because of Alex Smith's injury. I've heard many reports that they make dual quarterback to one uh, series with Taylor Heineke and one with uh, Alex Smith so that he has time to rest. Um, that'll be an interesting move, but let's just say Antonio Gibson is probably getting a lot of touches. Um, I, like you said, they went 7-9, and nine, but... They made the playoffs, and that's all you really care about. And appearance is an appearance, and we'll have to see how they do. But we have them at 14th because we don't think they're one of the best, uh, better teams in the NFL uh, who made the playoffs. Uh, but we still think they're better than the Bears. Yeah, and I think just one more note is they already moved on from their quarterback that they drafted next year who was supposed to be the savior of the franchise in Dwayne Haskins. And like I was talking about, which Mitch Trubisky, he was benched. But to see how well he's come back, I think you kind of want to see that from Dwayne Haskins, but he didn't. He got benched, and then when injuries forced him to become the starting quarterback again, he didn't really take advantage of it. And after loss, he's heading up the clubs unmasked, um, putting people in health um, in danger, and also his head coach who just recently got done with cancer uh, treatments in danger. So it's just he's not mature, and I think – I'm very interested to see where they go in that quarterback because I think a quarterback could fit, could make them, they could definitely win the division every, uh, for next year and for years to come because that defensive line is so good. And I think that defense needs to go from just a good defense to a lethal defense and scoring. Like they can intercept the pass and take it back for a pick six. What do you think? Yeah, uh, that's, that's how they're going to have to do it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but uh, I'm, I'm hopeful to, uh, that they can put on uh, at least a good game this weekend. I hope it's close. Yeah, and I think we can move to 13 as we um, go about the Browns. And they hit the head coach, which is a surprising thing to say about the Browns, and they're in the playoffs. They ended their, 2000, they ended their drought of missing the playoffs since 2002. That's really good, and... Um, I'm intrigued to see because this without their best wide receiver weapon, Odell Beckham Jr. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But, I mean, uh, I think Kevin Stefanski will bring a good system. I just don't know if Baker can instill it against that Steelers defense, um, especially when everybody plays. I think Roethlisberger needed the week off, and they will get everybody back uh, fully rested. Uh and the uh, Steelers should be prepared. Mike Tomlin is a very good head coach, and he will have his team ready. Um, I don't think there's much chance of the Browns winning this week uh, because, of, uh, because of how good the defense is and because I, I don't really like where the Browns are, offensively speaking, because of the injuries and because of the COVID and because 
we don't know if Denzel Ward's going to play, and that's a huge thing. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, with the COVID issues, I definitely think the Browns are hampered. And you mentioned Mike Tomlin versus Kevin Stefanski. I think that's a huge role or a huge battle. And I think Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's going to easily win it because this is Kevin Stefanski's first year. He's never been in the playoffs. So it's definitely a good thing for the Browns. And I'm wondering if somehow they pull off the upset, but after this playoff game or after this playoff race, if they make a push of how they build from this, how does Baker Mayfield rebound? How does Kevin Stefanski rebound and take this season and put into next season? But I think we can move to number 12. We have the Steelers. And I think the Steelers are interesting because it seems like the offense is doing better but I'm not sure if they're a legit contender in the AFC. Like their defense is really good. I'm interested to see if they get their some linebackers back. But I don't know if they can make a push, but I definitely think um, Mike Tomlin's, they can definitely win this game and maybe make a playoff push. What do you think? Yeah, it all depends on the health and the abilities of Ben Roethlisberger, but also it's the running game. They have to get it going. They have the worst running game in the league. And if James Conner and their other uh, running backs can't get it going, I don't think they have much of, ch- of a chance. Their defense could carry them, but their defense I don't feel like has performed as well as it should have these past couple weeks. And uh, their offense needed to come back in games. So we'll have to see how they do. But uh, they're going to have to uh, go above our expectations for them, especially because of uh, where we put them. Yeah, and I think we can move to 11, and we have a team that just missed the playoffs, but they're still, we believe they're better than the Steelers and Browns, and that's the Dolphins. It's a shame they had to play the Bills in Week 17 because the Bills are just red hot, and the Dolphins um, were without Fitzmagic, um, but I'm very intrigued to see what they do with Tua next year as their offense coordinator is going to be gone, resigned, and I'm wondering who they picked to replace him. And just can Tua, I think Tua is too safe with the ball. I think he needs to take a little um, notice with Magic's um, freeing ability, just throw the ball. And I think that can make Tua great. And what do you think, Austin? Yeah, Tua has a lot of potential if he can learn from Fitzpatrick. Um, I think it's essential to keep Fitzpatrick for another year because of his ability to mentor a young Tua. How, uh, their defense is insane, and they have a great head coach in Brian Flores. So they have the potential next year to be a playoff team like they should have been this year. It hurts that, uh, how the playoffs work in that they uh, couldn't be in the NFC this year where there was an 8-8 eight and eight team and a 7-9 and nine team, and they probably should just do the best uh, 14 teams in the league, but that's not, not how it turned out. Um, but they have a bright future. They had the third pick in the draft because of the Texans. So uh, I really like their chances of picking up either Panay uh, Sewell or Micah Parsons or Pay or uh, cornerback or whoever they really want to pick. They have a lot of choices. Yeah, and you mentioned the third pick. They could also trade down because there's definitely going to be – you mentioned Trey Lance. I think there's also Zach Wilson. Maybe Justin Field falls to number three. Teams are going to be clamoring for that number three pick, so they could trade down and get more ammunition. But I definitely agree with about bringing Fitzpatrick back and keeping Fitzmagic in a Dolphins uniform for one more year. But I think we can enter into the top ten, and we have the Colts. And their defense is incredible. And the Phillip Rivers contract has worked. They have a good offense. But I'm very intrigued to see how far they go, as they have a good run game. And I a run game and defense goes well for teams in the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, they also another thing that goes well for teams in the playoffs is a veteran quarterback who's been there before. And while Philip Rivers has never won a championship or even been to one, he has been to many uh, AFC championship games and he knows how to win in the playoffs. Um, Frank Reich is a, a good head coach in my opinion and he'll have his first chance of really going far in the playoffs, but um, they're going to have a tall task playing against the Bills this week. And that that loss, that choke loss to the Steelers really has put them down to 10. Uh, as they cannot do that, obviously, against this potent Bills offense. As, like you said, they're red hot. So there's not much time to uh, to give up leads or 
throw interceptions or the fumble or to have three and outs. Your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's I think they can make it competitive against the Bills, but I'm not sure if they can uh, win. But I'm very intrigued to see what they do with the quarterback next year. If Philip Rivers plays one more year and they want to give it a go, and maybe they can build off or they Philip Rivers retires and they make a trade for Carson Wentz or they pick a different quarterback. But I think we can move on to number nine where we have the Rams, and they won an important game without Jared Goff. Uh, while they did get help um, from a great score on their defense, I think that's what enters them into the top 10, how well their defense is and how they can score with an interception and just how good their offensive line is. And that's without one of the, a great left tackle on Andrew Whitworth, who um, with the reports we're reading right now, Andrew Whitworth may be able to come. And I think that's a huge thing. And their run game is back. Uh, they don't have Todd Gurley because they got rid of them, but they have running backs that can do it. What do you think? Yeah, they definitely have the running backs who can do it um, if their O-line can perform how it should. Um, the Seahawks have don't have the best defense, but ever since they got Dunlap, uh, their pass rush has been better. It's really going to depend on how healthy Jared Goff is. I feel like it's essential that him, uh, especially for the pass game with Tyler Higby, uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they have great uh, receivers and tight ends. They just need to make sure that they have the quarterback who can throw the ball down the field. And it, the injury is on his throwing hand. He uh, hurt his thumb. So we'll have to see if he will play. He most likely will. But it's just how healthy is he. And I feel like that's the difference between them win- winning or losing. As, like you said, their defense, I think, could hold Seattle to a low amount of points. It's just – can their offense score more than Seattle, which is really what the game's all about. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Seattle, we can go to number eight where we have the Seahawks. And it's um, interesting to see the growth of DK Metcalf as he showed some flashes last year, but he really came on this year as he broke Steve Largent's record, I believe, for the franchise. And then you also have Tyler Lockett, who I think set the record of catches for the franchise. And it's just been a reversal of the Seahawks because usually they're that great defensive team and they just run the ball. But now you, it's fully shifted to Russell Wilson and um, the mantra from early in the season when he was an MVP candidate was let Russ cook. He has the offense, and I think that's what they're going to have to do if they want to make a run. They're just going to have to have their defense make key stops from key players like Jamal Adams. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely going to need uh, – they need a bend-don't-break defense because they don't have a great defense, but they have enough star power that sh- they should be able to get key stops, like you said. Um, but I feel like we can move on to number seven where we have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they've been an interesting team this year as they've had their their uh, stop and starts. Lamar Jackson look, looking uh, better than he did during the middle of the season and hopefully uh, – he won't get injured uh, in the playoffs uh, as they play against a Titans team that probably won't like them as they're playing them in back-to-back years in the playoffs. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely like how the Ravens have rebounded from Lamar Jackson and after he had COVID. And this defense is just really good. But I'm intrigued to see how well their passing attack does. And I think that's definitely the number one priority if when they go into the offseason of getting a number one wide receiver for Lamar Jackson because I think Lamar Jackson can pass the ball it's just he needs a great receiver like um the what the Bills did with uh Stefan Diggs and giving getting Stefan Diggs for Josh Allen as I think Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs really did well in that upgraded their passing attack I think that's what the Ravens should do and that can just really make them a deadly team because we've seen when they get behind, they can't really you can't the running game doesn't work, and that's their main thing. So if they can get a good passing attack, then they can come from behind and they can challenge the Chiefs or the Bills in the upcoming seasons. But I like their chances right now. I think we can move to number six. Speaking of run games, Derrick Henry just made it to two thousand yards. That's incredible, and I'm wondering if we're going to see um, Derrick Henry make his po- leave another postseason footprint like we saw what he did last season what do you think 
Yeah, this is the only healthy running back in the league that can carry his team to a championship, in my opinion. I feel like Christian McCaffrey could do it uh, if he was healthy, but obviously he's not. And uh, uh, with Derrick Henry, the Titans are a formidable foe, but the problem is their defense. Uh, Your thoughts? Yeah, their defense, it's just not what they had last year, and that's, I think hurting them because the Texans put 38 on them and that's not a good thing because we've talked about the Texans and that really hurt that really hurts them right now and I think that's a big thing um but I really like what Ryan Tannehill is I like him as the quarterback and I'm just interested to see how far the offense can go in the future yeah they have a very good offense they have multiple great weapons AJ Brown is coming into his own uh their O-line is pretty good. It's their defense that really can make or break their run. If their defense can hold great teams like the Chiefs, great offenses like the Chiefs, Bills, even the Ravens, uh, I feel like they can make it far. If not, then they may be out this weekend. Yeah, I think we can move to number five with the Bucks And this team, I, I like – I can't bet against them because of Tom Brady. But it's just I'm not sure – if the pieces click, they can definitely make a run because I think the NFC is wide open. But I don't know if the pieces are going to click. What do you think? Yeah. Um, it depends on, like you said, how they, their pieces fit together. Um, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady both have experience, unlike most of the players who played on the team uh, in the playoffs, obviously. But Chris Godwin and Mike Evans uh, have learned an entire season through uh, Tom Brady's offense, and it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. Um, their defense is uh, it's weird. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're bad. Um, sometimes, like, sometimes they have those games against the Packers where they go off, or sometimes they allow Tyreek Hill to get 400 yards in a game or something like that. Uh, it's really it's, – they're a team that you don't know what they're going to expect, and that's normally not the case with a Tom Brady-led team. Normally you know – okay, they're going to score 24 points and they're going to hold us under uh, 24 if they try. And it's going to be hard sometimes to put up points against a team like that because they're they're always so uh, to the details. But that was under a system with Bill Belichick and now with Bruce Arians, who's not really a defensive uh, mind at all, and with Todd Bowles as a defensive coach, it's, it's a much different system. It's And they're a team that's a wild card uh, as – they will either, I in my opinion, go far, or they will lose uh, by divisional weekend. It's it's really one or the other, and either Tom Brady can help lead this team, or maybe the the players just fall and crumble during the pressure. Yeah, and I think we can move to number four, where we have the Saints. And um, speaking about the future, I think they have their quarterback as for next season. If Drew Brees does retire, like the rumors are saying. They have Taysom Hill, and I really thought it was going to be Jameis Winston. Maybe it's a quarterback battle. They bring back Jameis Winston, and they do a quarterback battle between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. But for the postseason, I'm not sure if they can make a deep run because I don't know if their offense really cares me. I think their defense can do it, but they're, I like the pieces, but I'm just not sure if it can click for them. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be about the health of their offense. Michael Thomas hasn't been healthy this entire season, more or less. Um, it, uh, Drew Brees hasn't been able to throw the ball down the field. He has to be 100% healthy. Alvin Kamara needs to stay healthy. It's going to be all about injuries for me <clears throat> with their offense. Um, the, their defense, like you said, is capable and of going on a run. It's just about whether Alvin Kamara, uh, Kamara and Drew Brees can stay uh, like they have been in previous playoffs playing well. Uh, they just have to not get a bad break if that's the case. Yeah, I think we can move to number three, and I think this is the team to beat. Uh, they are the number one seed, but I think no matter their seeding, they were the team to beat, and that's the Green Bay Packers. But the thing that scares me is um, they don't have a legitimate weapon outside of Devontae Adams, and that's kind of goes into why Aaron Rodgers was so mad, and I think a key to their success, because you can always depend on Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, is Aaron Jones and running backs, maybe A.J. Dillon fills in or Jamal Williams. 
because I think that run game really sets up their offensive approach to get wide receivers like Marquise Van Scantling or Alan Lazard open because they fall for the play-action pass. And Aaron Jones is a great running back, and I think that could help their defense. And I think their defense, I was impressed with what they did with Derrick Henry. So I think that gives me a little bit more confidence. What do you? Yeah, their 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 rushing defense has really improved. Uh, they've made changes and they've started different people. They picked up Damon Harrison. Uh, they've made changes that are really going to uh, show themselves in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, they do get the buy. The <clears throat> they do get the buy, which is very important for how their team performs. As they'll get a rest, Aaron Rodgers will have time to prepare for his uh, next opponent for now two weeks. Uh, same with Matt LaFleur, who's a great head coach. But really what worries me is their uh, is the fact that they lost uh, David Bacciari. Um I was considering having them hire, but he's the best left tackle in the league, and having them out is going to hurt. They will probably put Elton Jenkins at that left tackle spot because um, he is their best O-lineman besides Corey Lindsley, who's their center. Uh, but their O-line will be worse, and that may affect the run game as you said. So it's going to be hard for uh, them to perform as well as if they were to have them. Uh, and they're going to need performance from O-linemen who normally didn't play during the season if they want to make a run to the championship. So I think we can move to number two, uh, where we have Kansas City. Your thoughts? Yeah, and Kansas City's at number two. Right now, they're not really hot. But um, they're still a very good team. They're better than the Packers just because of their offense. And I think they have more playmakers than the Packers. Like, the Packers are solid, but I don't know if they have playmakers on their defense. Like, the Chiefs have Tyron Matthew. They have Chris Jones. And they have a solid linebacking core. But the thing is, with the offense, it's better. There are plenty of weapons. And I don't know if you can take all of the Chiefs' weapons away right now. But they're still at number two because they're not really hot right now. What do you think? Yeah, the Chiefs have the highest potential, but it depends on how they perform. As many teams against them, they, they put up 17 points against the Falcons and may have lost that game in overtime if uh, Young Way Koo have made that field goal. Um, but he didn't, and we'll have to see. They went on a seven-game win streak of only winning by six or more points. Longest streak in NFL history for that amount of points. But... Um, yeah, they can't do that against bad teams and then they expect for them to perform well. But we have them at two because we expect them to make the changes necessary. Andrew Reid's one of the best coaches of all time now, and after, uh, especially offensively speaking. So it's going to be we, – we expect the changes to be made. Uh, we just have to wait and see uh, until the divisional round to see uh, how that performs. Yeah, and now I think we can move to the Bills, and that's the number one team, the Bills, as – We've mentioned it. They're red hot, and I'm I'm interested to see if they can do it. I think they can definitely upset the Chiefs, but I'm not sure. Like, they have the potential, but I'm not sure. If the Teets, Chiefs flip a switch, then I think it's going to be very hard. But just to see the growth of Josh Allen, and it's incredible. And then imagine just – this is only year one with Stephon Diggs. Imagine year two uh, with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen both growing together. What do you think? Yeah, I want to bring up a point that kind of relates to the Steelers and the Bills at the same time. The Steelers chose their opponent. They decided, hey, we don't want to win. We want to lose and play the Browns and let the Bills play the Colts so that we don't have to play the Dolphins. That's what I think happened. Because if they would have beat the Browns, they would have played the Dolphins. But the Bills actually wanted to try, and they wanted to get the two seed. So they put up 56 on one of the best defenses in the league. 56! makes no sense. Isaiah McKenzie scored two touchdowns. I mean, it was just it was impossible to see. They didn't even play Josh Allen for uh, all the entire game. They played him for like three and a half quarters or two and a half quarters. Uh, I think that's the difference between the Bills and the Steelers that the Bills wanted it. They told their coach, hey, we know we're in the playoffs. We want the two seed though. And we want to play whoever the seven seed is. And because the Steelers lost, they gave them that route, and now they have all the confidence in the world. Not only did Josh Allen not get injured, he also increased his chances of winning the MVP. Stephon Diggs got the most uh, receiving yards in the league now because Travis Kelsey's in the play. I mean, every everything's going right for them. 
Their defense is getting better. Um, like I said, their offense went for 56 points against a great defense. I mean, nothing nothing looks wrong. They have no problems right now, as we can see. Uh, but the, uh, the Chiefs are just a problem waiting to happen if you uh, don't take them uh, as you should. And that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening to our 26th episode. Please check out our last episode where we gave our predictions for all NHL teams. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure to go check out our new trailer to learn what our podcast is all about. Also, for everyone, make sure you hit that subscribe button and click on the bell to turn on notifications to find out when we drop our next episode. Speaking of our next episode, we will be reviewing playoff matchups and giving our own picks for the NFL postseason. Thank you.